0: Welcome to Melden Law and Friends. I'm Jeffrey Meldon, the founder of Melden Law and we have a great show uh, for you this week. We've got uh, uh, a very very fine lady who helps rescue dogs and is going to tell us all about it Linda Arusso. did I pronounce that correctly? Ar
1: Arujo Yes sir yeah
0: okay. <laughs> So anyhow, Linda's going to be with us uh, in a a few minutes. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, how we can uh, help adopt and rescue uh, uh, animals. Uh, I want to uh, mention a few things. First of all, we are live on Facebook, uh, YouTube, and Twitter. And if you would like to um, make some uh, comments, uh, make them in the form of questions. Put them on either Facebook or YouTube, Uh, send it to Meldon Law, and uh, we'll answer your questions uh, that uh, Linda uh, is gonna talk about today, and uh, any other questions that you have that are relevant to our uh, discussion. We're here at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill, uh, where we broadcast every Tuesday at four o'clock live. It's amazing out here. We really want you to uh, come and visit uh, the, the digs out here. I get to come out here at least once or twice a week and hang out the food is superb the museum is uh, uh, mind-blowing it's uh, unique uh, one of a kind so uh, come and visit us it's uh you know local people uh, put this together uh including uh the head ball coach himself steve spurrier and he's out here all the time so uh come out and see uh steve hanging out and uh also uh, you, you really get a chance to support the community because this is a community restaurant. So uh, I wanted to also mention we are giving away tickets to the Florida Gator game, uh, Florida versus UCF, and whether you're a Florida fan or a UCF fan, you can enter. Just go to our Facebook page, Melden Law, and you will find the giveaway. We're giving away four tickets, two set. Two different uh, contests, one for two tickets and the other for two tickets. And uh, it's a sold-out game. There's a lot of interest. It's really interesting uh, because nobody knew for sure if it would sell out when they announced it. But apparently everybody's interested in seeing UCF play the Gators. And I just hope the Gators can put up enough players on the field to uh, show you know, show our uh, our colors in the right way. So, uh, again, uh, any comments, just send them on through uh, Facebook or uh, YouTube at Melden Law, and uh, uh, get your tickets for the Gasparilla Bowl, and uh, we're having a good time. It's almost the end of 2021. We are uh, well into our second year of podcasts on Melden Law and Friends. I think we're somewhere around number 60. You, You have any idea, Evan? 61, our producer uh, has uh, told us. So we're very excited and we're gonna keep this going. Our radio show, of course, is finishing up our 19th year and getting ready for our 20th year. So there's a lot of exciting things going on at Meldon Law. Uh, We just opened up an office in Lake City. So come visit us. If uh, everybody knows where uh, Chili's and Moe's and Eliano's is up in the Lake City area, Uh, we're right in that shopping plaza. You'll see our our sign. You can't miss it. So come visit the new office in Lake City, Florida, Melden Law. Anyhow, we are here with uh, Linda um, Arusho. Yeah. (laughs) I'm getting it, right? Okay. So anyhow, Linda, you are with, you're involved with a group as a volunteer that's called Second Chance Rescue and Rehoming. Yes. Tell us a little bit about the group.
1: Well, Amy and her husband, Kelly, uh, started this group and they, they established in 2012 after both of them had been volunteers for Gainesville pet rescue, they were volunteering, uh, taking in puppies and litters of puppies and, you know, taking care of them until they were old enough to be adopted out. So they were big volunteers there. And then they went on to, I believe. Um, Amy actually started working for Gainesville Pet Rescue and did that for, I believe she said, four years. And then, after, shortly after that, they decided to establish and start their own dog rescue and have been doing this now since 2012. I got involved with them just about a year or so ago after doing a lot of other rescue work here in Gainesville but, um, and helping out. So.
0: So can you give us an example of uh, how it works from uh, beginning to end as far as uh, the dog rescues?
1: Yeah, um, what we do is actually Amy will get messages, um, emails from uh, like the shelter. Animal services here in Gainesville is really good about sending out what they call pleas. And they'll send an email to Amy and other local rescues here and ask them, I guess, and send you know pictures and information about as much information as they know about these strays and send it to Amy, and then she'll go through it, the notes, Um, she'll go on the different pages for the shelters, and and she'll read about each dog, and then she'll pick some for the rescue, depending on how much money we have, depending on how many fosters we have, but there's a lot that determines which dogs are pulled, and there's a lot of, a lot goes into it.
0: (laughs) And and, um, so after uh, Amy uh, decides to, you know, Pick a dog to place. What goes on next?
1: Well, we get him from we, we transport him from animal services to the rescue, um, or sometimes they'll go from animal service right into a foster. I'll go pick them up for them, and then I can't t- I'll take them in. Um, but that's and then it goes from there where Amy whatever's needed to be done, the rescue will step in. They pay for the vet bills. They'll pay to have it spayed and neuter if need be. Sometimes um, the dogs will come in heartworm positive, and they'll stay in a foster home and treat it and then adopt it out after the heartworm, ap- that's been resolved. Um, it's, it, so, it's,
0: so you get involved as far as being able to, you know, uh, help place some of the dogs.
1: Yeah, I've, I've done just a little bit of everything myself. I do. I, I'll foster and then I've helped um, place the dogs. Um, i like to do the fundraising. When, when COVID hit and everything shut down, um, it kind of put a damper in things because of fundraising. That kind of stopped. Um, so we've been looking for different creative ways. I was a mask maker when COVID hit. I started making masks, got my sewing machine out after like 30 years and started. And I started posting masks and making masks and that brought funds in for the rescue. And then we've just kind of done little things here and there like that to try to bring monies in.
0: So um, as, as I understand it, you've been in the dog world for a while, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I moved back home to take care of my parent, to help my mother, after my dad had passed and Gainesville is my hometown. Um, and I came back here and I was looking for something to get involved in my community that, and, and I just happened to see a volunteer needed at animal services. So I started volunteering at animal services. My heart got a little heavy there in the situation going on down there. Um, I got pretty heavy into it. I was going to the county commissioners. I was trying really hard to make changes down there. And you know, like I said, things just happened and I know they're doing the best they can. Um, I chose to start helping Amy and it just, it's been wonderful. I I really enjoy helping them out and I know that this is my place.
0: (laughs) Well, good. So the idea is that um, Amy and
1: Kelly, Uh, her
0: husband, yeah. Kelly, her husband, they started Second Chance Rescue and Rehoming.
1: Yes.
0: And um, how how did they pay for all the costs of, you know, getting them checked out by the vet and getting them healthy and doing all that?
1: That... It's been a little bit of a struggle the past year, or so I'm not, you know, um, but it's all based on fundraisers and donations, and they've got a lot of really great people that follow them and have been making regular donations. However, the, the bills, I mean, I was shocked when we were talking before, when I was coming here and I said, well, what are the vet bills? And they were telling me anywhere from 16,000 to almost 20,000 a year just for the basic vet bills, and they, and her, Kelly works a full-time job, so they, you know, it's, the rescue is paid for out of donations, and, you know, his working is, so.
0: So, and they have, uh, they have to feed the dogs while they Feed the there.
1: dogs, care for the dogs, veterinary, sometimes grooming, <coughs> there's, um, a just basic care. And sometimes animals, sometimes Dogs will come in, we'll pull them from the shelter. Um, It's a matter of, oh, they're good to go. They're evaluated in the foster home and then we adopt them out right away. And that's great because then we can make the money, a little bit of money off those dogs. Unfortunately, that doesn't happen all the time. And there's a lot of other dogs that need just a a lot of skin problems. A lot of skin problems, some underweight dogs. Here in the college town, dogs are left in apartments and found in apartments that you know, it's it's a shame what's you know how the dogs are treated in our county. But
0: yeah, I know uh, a lot of times people of have them. good intentions. Yes. Uh, you know, week one and by week, you know, later on, all of a sudden, their good intentions change. Uh, yes. Yes. Because they got to move somewhere, go somewhere. They can't take them to wherever they're going, and then there's they become a stray dog. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We, we had a n- spay neuter and microchip if we could get microchips on all those dogs <laughs> so
0: what's your advice to um uh, students or anybody in the community that has a, a stray a, a dog and they, they can't take the dog with them you know wherever they're moving next uh what are some of the options
1: well that's kind of a sore spot because i would have first of all said don't get the dog if you're
0: <laughs> well <laughs> you know i know i, mean, I know i know I mean,
1: um but I think that there's a lot they can contact any of the local rescues. I know right now Gainesville word of mouth, there's some pet rehoming um, Facebook pages. Um Gainesville word of mouth and pet finder are two good resources that I mean, even if you post on there, people are willing to talk and help. Um, there's also those that'll go out there and badmouth and and but to me I appreciate the people that come forward and say, Would you help me find a new home for my pet instead of doing what others have done and left their just pets just right. left right. in the apartment
0: so, so so gainesville word of mouth um the d- does the second chance uh, rescue and rehoming have a website
1: they do we do we have a website it's second chance rescue and is on it is online yeah. so if anybody wants you know is interested in fostering making donations Um, Adopting, you can go on the Facebook page, PetFinder.com, you can go on there and see which animals we have listed for adoption right now, too.
0: Okay, so at least there's... If somebody wants to... uh, put a, uh, their pet up for adoption. They should go public with it, and uh, rather than just leave the pet, uh, oh, yeah. to, you know,
1: yeah. they could go. There's a lot of resources, and they can call animal services. I'm I'm not. They're packed. They're really like full of animals right now. So I'm not sure if they're taking any surrenders right now. Um, okay. That would be something that they would someone would have to call. But just don't don't um, think you don't have. Resources there are, and you can reach out to Amy like at Second Chance. She's gonna kill me for saying that. <laughs> you could do that it <laughs> it to help. me, and I will help you find you know the resources you need. Yeah.
0: Well, so that's very important that uh, everybody uh remember that Second Chance Rescue and Rehoming um, is a resource. Uh, the shelter in uh, the Gainesville area, and um, I'm sure. You know, Cala and uh, up in Lake City is, have similar experiences where they're they're jammed.
1: Yeah, and it's and with this time of year too, it's really difficult. There's a lot. You know, I think a lot of people think now's the time to get puppies, and then the older dogs aren't being adopted. And yeah, so it's. But I just say um, I'm hoping people, if you're considering surrendering. Figure out why, see if there's other things you can do to try to keep the dog or keep the dog in the family. or or things. Well,
0: you know, that's a very good point. I want to uh, uh, come come back around when we uh, come off the next break uh, on Meldin Law and Friends, and let's talk about that. Uh, You know, sometimes animals can be shared within the family, and uh, I know we have a a fabulous uh, uh, dog at home named Charlie, and... uh, he he moved around the family mm-hmm. and uh he's he's happy as could be. So uh we're gonna be back in 60 seconds on Melden Law and Friends.
2: We are here at the University of Florida where Albert and Alberta are competing in the Gator Penalty shootout. Albert is ready to stop the shot at all costs. What a disaster! Luckily, Malton Law is the only official welfare partner of the Florida Gators. If you have suffered any injury, do not worry because Malton Law is gonna help you with your recovery. Malton Law doesn't back down until they reach their goal.
0: We still hear it. The sound of victory. The joy of being part of something great. And while things may not be the same right now, we haven't gone anywhere. If you bleed orange and blue, then Melden Law is the firm for you. Welcome back to Melden Law and Friends. I'm Jeffrey Meldon, founder of Melden Law, and uh we love helping uh folks at this time of the year and that's why uh, Linda's on the show with us uh, telling us uh, w- what we can do to help dogs like maybe adopt a dog right Yes. yeah so uh, we're here at Gr- uh Spurrier's gridiron grill uh, if you have any questions uh, go to the comment section on Facebook for melden law or YouTube and we will be glad to uh, uh, air your comments Uh, We also want to mention that we are giving away tickets to the uh, Gator UCF football game this coming Thursday at 7 p.m. at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa. Uh, I'm going to be there. My son, Kerry, is going to be there. Uh, We're giving away uh, two sets of two tickets each for the game. It's a sellout, but uh, we were able to score some extra tickets for everyone, so... Uh, go to Meldon Law uh, Facebook page, and you can enter the contest. We're giving them away tomorrow, Wednesday. So uh, join us, and uh, let's see if we can uh, uh, bring the Gators uh, back to victory. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I know, Linda, you're <laughs> a Gator, a Gator F- fan, I I right? Am. Yes so sir, I
1: am. Yes, sir, So tell us how long
0: you've been a Gator fan.
1: Over 50 years. My father worked at UF, taught at the College of Pharmacy, and bought tickets over 50 years ago, he, I sat in those same tickets as a kid, and then my kids, my two boys have sat there, and now my grandchildren, their children have been sitting there, so it's pretty cool.
0: <laughs> and you get to know all the people around you. Oh,
1: yes. Yeah, generations of families that, yeah, it's a, we look forward. It's like we only see each other that time of year. It's fun.
0: <laughs> well, a lot of a lot of people um, want to know, you know, what's the big thing, you know, with, you know, tailgating and all of that, you know, uh, and, and I, we... We have a similar situation. We've been in the same seats for 40 years, wow. and the seats were purchased by uh, the f- uh, father of a good friend of mine in 1953.
1: Oh, wow, that was before DAG <laughs> Really? I didn't know the tickets were around. Yeah,
0: wow. yeah, yeah, we, we have tickets. That's we're, amazing. we're right behind the gator bench, uh, right by the 50-yard line, and we're six, seven rows up so we can see over the players' heads. Uh, But we can also uh, see them sweat at the same time, (laughs) and see them when they come off the field. So it's kind of like being at a high school game or something, you know? (laughs)
1: Yeah, that's nice. And, and,
0: of course, our, you know, we call it our gator family. It's all the people that have been sitting around exactly. us for years and years. And then all of a sudden you start tailgating together and hanging out. And, and your kids so,
1: know each
0: other. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The kids and know each other. And I'm a PK other.
1: Young graduate. So it's like all these, I realized that this person and this person was a PK Young person, too. And, yeah, the whole thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. So my my son graduated from GHS and my daughter graduated from PK Young. Know
1: another blue so wave. A I like blue it.
0: wave. <laughs> we love our blue waves yes. <laughs> in uh, in Gainesville. It, that it's, funny. Uh, yeah, because PK Young is a special kind of school. It is. I mean, how many schools do you go from you know five years old to uh, graduating high school? And
1: I was in nursery. They had nursery school when I went.
0: Oh, so I was.
1: I went nursery school through twelfth grade. So
0: you were a lifer.
1: I was a lifer. Yes.
0: Yeah, so that's what they call. <laughs> Kids it's go to PK Young from the beginning. The lifers, end, yep. right? Lifer. You you go to the exact same building. That it, they have they have it separated, of course, but it's like the same building, and you are just uh, you're there. you know you're there. And uh, I
1: love know, it. My, I
0: loved it. you know my daughter still stays in uh, touch with a lot of her Blue Wave friends, and you uh, know. my
1: my very best friend I've known since I was 12 years old. Yeah, Tia and I've been friends. Since yeah, 12, 13, well, we were we were perfect angels throughout too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Anyway. <laughs> uh,
0: anyhow, I, <laughs> Lin- Linda, uh, I I love your enthusiasm. Mm, we're, so you. we're talking on Meldon Law and Friends about the second chance rescue and rehoming, um, and I know that you are passionate about uh, giving animals a second chance. Yes. Um. I was you. You mentioned something very interesting w- before we uh, took a break, and that is, the first option should be what can we do within our friends and family, our own sphere, right. as far as finding a good placement for whether it's a a dog or a, a cat or whatever the animal is. Um, our we have a fabulous um, dog. Uh, named Charlie we call it his nickname is Chacha but he's a labradoodle and he started out with with my son and my son was uh, very eager to take care of uh, uh, Charlie and then uh, and then it didn't work out because he was living in an apartment and he wasn't coming home during the day and Charlie would just be there and it was too difficult so then he passed it on to his mother and then after his mom then she passed it on to us and now we've got uh you know labradoodle with a a little um golden doodle a mini a mini golden doodle named samantha so we got samantha she's a little little thing you know like about 14 15 pounds and um but she's kind of the she runs the show Um, I have
1: an eight-pound Yorkie named Coco that runs the show. Yeah, Yeah, She's uh, a rescue, and she does. She runs the show. I have to check her every once in a while.
0: Yeah, but (laughs) it's really funny. No, because, you know, so um, Patricia's mom, my mother-in-law, lives with us in the home. And um, Samantha um, is fiercely loyal to uh, uh, grandma, mommy, as we call her. And 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 even when we come in like in the morning she'll be in her room and if anybody comes in there she's going buff, buff, buff. <laughs> you Alexi- know, like don't don't protect. get near don't you know i'm protecting mommy <laughs> that's my job Coco you know that. and then uh you know we got uh you know Sammy and Chacha and the two of them like follow each other around all day long and they get along great that's you awesome. know so we 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 really appreciate um uh having um, great dogs, and I think it's such a blessing when you can, uh, find the right match for your family. Yes, How do you go about that? Do you ever counsel people as far as what Um, the right match is?
1: If they ask, um, I do. I try to talk to people, um, One thing I do, especially with the young people, we've got a lot of college kids here, and uh, (laughs) obviously,
0: I've noticed there's about eighty thousand college kids running around. I
1: I saw a few the other day. (laughs) I try. I think about you know my vision is like these. The kids come here, they've had a dog at home, and oh, it seems like a great idea. They want their dog. They're waiting for them when they get home, but they don't realize all the work mom and dad went into it to get the dog to be this way. My suggestion, if you think you want, is foster. There's animal services looks for fosters all the time. Us at Second Chance, we're always looking for great, committed fosters. Um, but fostering, it's like the best of both worlds. You can help out these dogs, even if it's for a short moment, and get, show them that there is love and that they are, and then and get them secure. And then you could, you can decide if you want to keep that dog or if you want to try to get another foster anyway you just keep you can get a chance to see what it's like to take care to feed to all the things that are needed with a dog and but the rescues take care of everything or the shelter will take care of everything so you can kind of see if this is something that you want to do or not um ahead of time without the commitment of actually adopting a dog um and that's just that's my advice and the suggestions i try to give any young person or anyone that's just not sure if they want to adopt a dog right now and you know is it the right fit for my house um and just i want i want people to think about it before they just go out and adopt a dog because it's a lifetime commitment um there's a lot of senior dogs out there that just need a warm place to hang out so some students it might be a good match to find an older dog that'll just be there when you get home and Mm -hmm. it's already you know a couch potato and not doesn't need a whole lot of exercise. Come home, give it for take it for a walk and come back. You know? I
0: love it. I love it. And you know.
1: that's how you know, but right now there's just so many dogs. We we gotta figure out something better.
0: <laughs> I know, I know. Well we we uh we're big fans of, you know, rescue. Uh, for you know, for yeah. a- animals and um, I mean if it was up to my wife Patricia we'd probably have twenty seven dogs in our I home. You know?
1: up with some foster <laughs> dogs
0: if you would like to give it a try. Check it out for a minute. <laughs> I know I know. She says oh what about getting another uh, you know it's, uh, anyhow Sammy she's only like uh, three and a half so we're gonna probably um, you know uh, breed her at some point in her life. Yeah, I'm getting a look. <laughs> You know we don't need more dogs,
1: not mixed breeds
0: she well she's like a golden doodle, a mini golden doodle is a real um special <laughs>
1: <laughs> they are I agree a hundred percent, but I just there's a lot of mixed breed i mean technically they're i mean they are they're just mixed breed, and there's just so many dogs in the shelter. I didn't know that you could find a. a I wanted a Yorkie. I didn't bef, before I got all involved in rescue. I was ready to find a, a Yorkie at a breeder, and I found a puppy, a Yorkie puppy, through a rescue, and I was able to adopt it. So now I got this beast. I don't know. What, but anyway, <laughs> she's adorable. But you can get a mix. You can get all that that in the shelters and in the rescues and everything. My feeling is, we keep breeding, bringing in more puppies. That's just that one less person that might have considered getting that dog from a rescue or considered getting it from a shelter. And that that's where my heart is right now. It's just, you know, now if you've got a full-blooded dog and you're, bre- you know, it's to keep the breed, then then by all means, I, I don't have a problem. But just breeding mixed-breed dogs and I'm just, right now, here in Gainesville, I'm just saying, please don't.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. So everybody has been uh, listening <laughs> To Linda's rant about not (laughs) breeding your uh, your your mixed breed dog that uh, you know mixed breed dog that costs three thousand five hundred dollars. I know,
1: I know, they are and they're wonderful. I told you
0: my son wants one. So, what are the takeaways from um, our talk today, Linda? I want you to you know tell the people what's the message. We got a little less than a minute to go.
1: I think the message for me for second chance right now we could use some donations for help with these vet bills um and follow our page um a lot of times we'll post when we need towels and we need specific things a lot of um and or follow ACAS the animal services page follow any of the rescues just listen to the pleas and another thing, chip your pets if you that that's if your dog gets lost um, chip everybody there's so many places that will can scan pets now to see who it belongs to and if you've got the chip then you'll get your pet back
0: okay everybody um, thank you very much for uh, joining us today Linda and remember chip your pet that's that's (laughs) simple enough okay go to the vet have them put a chip in with your contact information And that way, no matter what happens, uh, your dog will find his his or her way back to you. Okay. Well, we are going to take a three-minute break, and uh, we're going to do a little switcheroo here. We're going from, uh, you know, dogs and rescue to uh, a banker. Um, So uh, a very uh, prominent banker who's going to tell us how uh, the local banks and credit unions can help you in your time of need when you're looking for uh, help either buying a house getting a car whatever it is a, a boat for the summer we're going to figure it out anyhow we'll be back on melder and friends in three minutes when you're a member of the gator nation you know what it means to never back down melden law has been a proud supporter of the gator nation since 1971 two forces that won't back down as the old saying goes if you can't beat them join them albert alberta i understand you were witnesses to a crash can you tell us about the accident When you're in a crash, it's important to get witness statements immediately after the accident. Whether you're in a car, truck, motorcycle, scooter, or even a golf cart accident, at Melden Law, we won't back down. The Gator Nation will be the first to tell you that in all kinds of weather, we all stick together which is why Melden Law is honored to be the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gators. We hope you never find yourself the victim of a serious accident, but if you do, our team is here for you. Gators won't back down from a fight, and neither do we.
2: Oh my gosh, I can't even believe this. Look, look what you have done to my truck. Excuse me, it's your fault, it's
0: not my fault. Jesse, it is your no, fault. Not,
2: not, not, I am not. calling Jeffrey Meldon from Meldon Law.
0: So I'm gonna call Jeffrey, my husband. Meldon Law, this is Jeffrey speaking.
2: Jeffrey! Discrushing oh, no, here! Discrushing here you might...
0: New client? Yes, but this one might be a little tricky. We still hear it the sound of victory, the joy of being part of something great. And while things may not be the same right now, we haven't gone anywhere. If you bleed orange and blue, then Melden Law is the firm for you.
2: We are here at the University of Florida, where Albert and Alberta are competing in the Gator penalty shootout. Albert is ready to stop the shot at all costs, what a disaster. Luckily, Melton Law is the only official firm partner of the Florida Gators. If you have suffered any injury, do not worry, because Melton Law is gonna help you with your recovery. Melton Law doesn't back down until they reach their goal.
0: Welcome back to Melden Law and Friends. I'm Jeffrey Meldon welcoming you to uh, our second uh, half of Melden Law and Friends. Uh, we're very excited. The Gators are playing uh, UCF, University of Central Florida, this coming Thursday at 7 p.m. And we would love for you to watch the game. I think it's on ESPN. But if you'd like to be there in person, just go to Melden Law facebook and you will see our contest to win uh two sets of uh tickets two two tickets in one set and two tickets in the other set they're free uh for the gasparilla bowl so check it out we're giving uh the the winners we're announcing the winners on wednesday so uh check us out and get your free tickets we're here at spurrier's gridiron grill what a great place uh to uh, hang out, and uh, you'll love the food, you'll love the museum, you'll love the whole ambiance here uh, at uh, Gridiron Grill. Anyhow, I am here with uh, a very important member of our community, Gil Levy. Uh, How are you doing today, Gil? Jeffrey, I'm doing very well. Thank you for the invitation. Yeah, I understand uh, you're uh, Senior Vice President at ViStar Credit Union. That, that is correct. And and my job
3: description, it really is regional community relations, basically looking for ways to tie Vistar and its branches to the community at large. Well,
0: it sounds like uh, what we try to do at Meldon Law.
3: Yeah. In, in fact, there's a lot that we do that is similar to you. We're also proud sponsors of the Florida Gators. I love it. I
0: love it. I mean, you know, it, what I think is really important is that people realize there are a lot of ways to give back to the community, and both in banking and in the legal profession, uh, I think the best way to do it is community involvement. Uh, absolutely, absolutely.
3: And our, uh, we just rebranded, and uh, we are now using the tagline, Do Good and Bank Better. Uh, I focus on the do-good side, which is how Vistar gives back to the communities that it serves uh, through direct sponsorships uh, and, and dollars, but also in engagement. Uh, we are very strong in having our team members engage in the community with organizations that they support and they want, and we encourage our employees and team members to get engaged.
0: You know, it's very interesting. We uh, are starting a program in ten days at Melden Law, and where we're, we're going to be giving people bonus points uh, for community involvement. Uh, there's Fantastic. a program. There's a program called Bonusly, and you you know you can give a hundred points or fifty points or a thousand points for doing certain things. Uh, the focus though is. You are the best representative of your company, law firm, bank, uh, credit union, whatever it is, and who better than the people work there uh, to let the word out in the community?
3: You're absolutely right, Jeffrey. And, you know, you mentioned that, and we are alike in many ways. Uh, We have a program for our employees, actually a couple of them. Uh, One of them is Pay It Forward, where employees can uh, donate money to their organization of choice, and we will reimburse the employees up to $100 a year uh, for doing that. And we also have a day that we give them, uh, paid leave, for them to participate in those organizations and actually engage directly with those organizations. So, uh, Melvin Law and Vice, we do share a lot in common. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, you know what, it, it, it's, it's more fun doing it that way. Uh, besides because you're not just it's not strictly transactional I, oh absolutely absolutely
3: and yes yeah, it's, it's opportunities to give back to the communities that uh, do so much for us uh, without a community we don't exist
0: now Vistar, I'm I'm very familiar with it you you are a credit union could you explain to our viewers and listeners what's the difference between uh, a bank and a credit union from my for my customer perspective, uh, there no longer is uh,
3: any real difference. Uh, star we are able to offer every service, every product that is available at the largest banks uh, with the difference that we are uh, member-centric. Uh, we focus on our members uh, who are our owners. We're not shareholder-owned. Uh, we are owned by our depositors on our uh, borrowers. And instead of paying dividends, what we do is uh, we charge little or no transaction fees. Uh, we pay higher deposit rates, and uh, we charge lower fees and lower rates on loans. And that's how our members, as owners, benefit to uh, being part of Istar.
0: Now, do, uh, I know uh, traditionally I always would go to credit unions for a car loan because the rates were a little lower. It, it, what you just described, is that why... Uh, credit union rates on car loans traditionally have been lower than banks. That is correct. It
3: be, because uh, instead of paying dividends, we just offer better rates all the way around for our
0: members. So if you got, um, if you got, you're buying a car. If you got a boat uh, that you're looking at buying, uh, what about in home loans? Uh, is is that set up uh, any different? We do. We do offer, uh,
3: we have a, a mortgage division that originates residential loans, and traditionally our rates are as competitive as the market is, and we charge lower fees to originate those loans.
0: So the origination fee can be lower. That is correct. Okay, uh, so you're still doing your uh, fa- Fannie and Freddie loans, uh, and the rates may come out, but you might save a few bucks on the origination fee. You will save all around absolutely. Okay, even on the rate?
3: Yes. Yeah, we're very competitive on the rates. It, I encourage your listeners, if you're looking at a home loan, try uh, Vistar. Uh, you will be surprised at the rates that we have. Okay, so
0: Vistar um, is pronounced V-Y-S-T-A-R, Vistar. How did the uh, origination of that Vistar name come about? That is a great uh, a great
3: question, uh, Jeffrey, and it gives me a an opportunity to uh, address our roots. Um, we were born uh, on board Jacksonville naval, naval Air Station in 1952. We were at that time known as Jack's Navy Federal Credit Union. Uh, later on as we grew uh, and expanded our footprint uh, way beyond uh, the naval base, it it became uh, important for us to brand to a broader base, uh, keeping our roots. So you see the VY VY is still taking us back to Navy, but when you add it to VY star, uh, now you're looking, we're vying for the stars where the Uh sky is the limit.
0: Oh, I see. V-Y is the last two letters in the word Navy. That is correct. Oh,
3: I figured something out today, Gil. Well, we, we, and we're still very tied uh, to Jack's Navy. Uh, we have a branch on on, uh, on the base, and uh, the military and the veterans are one of our pillars of service.
0: Yeah, well, Jacksonville is a huge military uh, absolutely. Know, uh, area. Absolutely, absolutely. And I know uh, that, you know, the... Um, folks that live there. It's a beautiful community, and I know Vistar has always been a a major component in that part of the world. Yes, yes, we are. So what about in uh, the north central Florida area, Gainesville, Ocala, um, Lake City? Tell us a little bit about what your footprint is and presence here.
3: Well, we have branches in the city that you mentioned. We are actually (laughs) in Lake City. We are in We have three branches within uh, the Gainesville area. We have another branch in Alatra. Uh, We have a couple of branches in Marion County, including a high school branch. Um, And we are constantly looking at communities that uh, can be better served by our presence. And we're constantly looking for ways to expand. Uh, We will be uh, expanding into uh, Georgia uh, in, in middle of February. All the way up to Atlanta with the acquisition of a bank in
0: Georgia. Oh, that's exciting! Yes, I, it I is. mean, and and so what's the advantage to the folks that are members of ViStar as you expand?
3: Well, e- easier access uh, to to the services that we provide. Uh, we are a very modern credit union, and we have all the fintech that now is out there. So if you want to access uh, your, your funds or, or apply for a loan, you can do it on your cell phone. You can do it on your laptop. You can do it on your iPad. Uh, but we still feel that a physical presence in many communities is important. It helps us engage more directly with those communities. So while we will have the most modern tech, we will also have physical presence
0: in, in most of our communities. Now, is most of the money... That is deposited with ViStar go back to you know for member loans. Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent of it. Because you know the knock that I hear on uh, huge banks like Wells Fargo and all uh, you know Bank of America is you know they collect money but they usually lend it out to major corporations rather than their depositors. <laughs> yeah, that is a that is a fact, and there are.
3: There are federal rules to help guide how banks invest uh, the deposits that they receive. Uh, but at ViStar we don't need those federal rules. Uh, we are dedicated to the communities that we serve, and we make sure that we put back into the community the loans uh, that are needed to help business and economy and individuals thrive. And also through uh, direct support and sponsorships of, of uh, community service organizations in, in the community. So.
0: Uh, we put the money back in the community that we serve. Yeah, well, give us some examples of the kind of loans that people might even think about uh, when they walk I- into Vice or go online. Well, we, uh, we, we offer the traditional
3: loans like like car loans or boat loan, uh, uh, first mortgages on residential, uh, home equity loans. Uh, we have a very thriving small business uh, unit that does small business loans. Uh, and we have a very strong, uh, large commercial loan department that will address just about any kind of uh, large transaction that your listeners might be considering.
0: Now, you you mentioned the SBA. I know you have had some experience with the SBA in the past. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about that? Yeah, the SBA, a small
3: business administration, is a program uh, that the federal government has that helps financial institutions Um, underwrite credit to small business. Uh, It provides guarantees to the financial institutions, so that is an inducement for them to to make a loan that they otherwise might not want to make because the federal government is guaranteeing a portion of the loan, and we do
0: those loans. Yeah, I know for a lot of folks that are starting businesses, uh, the SBA may be your best opportunity to get the uh, funds necessary to... Uh, start out and keep it going, because probably the first year and second year are the riskiest for any new business. That's true. With, with, so, with such a high percentage of small business
3: failing within the first five years, it is important uh, that the SBA is there to provide a guarantee of repayment to the financial institution. It's a great program and your listeners should can contact Vistar to learn more about SBA loans.
0: And how do they um, reach ViStar, Gil? How do you uh, find ViStar? You just well, we have branches here in Gainesville, but you can also find us on the web,
3: just at ViStarCU, as in credit union, dot O-R-G. I got it, ViStarCU dot O-R-G.
0: The O-R-G is because we are not-for-profit, believe it or not. Oh, I got it. Okay, well, this is turning out to be a very interesting um, discussion with Gil Levy, who's the senior vice president with Vistar Credit Union. Uh, We're going to take a one-minute break and be back on Melvin Law and Friends. Alberta. Alberta, I understand you were witnesses to a crash. Can you tell us about the accident? When you're in a crash, it's important to get witness statements immediately after the accident. Whether you're in a car, truck, motorcycle, scooter, or even a golf cart accident, at Meldon Law, we won't back down. We still hear it. The sound of victory. The joy of being part of something great. And while things may not be the same right now, we haven't gone anywhere. If you bleed orange and blue, then Melden Law is the firm for you. Welcome back to Melden Law. And friends, I'm Jeffrey Meldon, founder of Melden Law. And we are really excited uh, to have the senior vice president of Vistar, credit union Gil Levy here with us and uh, Gil uh, it's it's great how long have you been in the Gainesville community now
3: Uh, Jeffrey uh, we've been in Gainesville since December of 1981 Wow this is really our our home Uh, we were young kids when we came here Uh, we had children our children are grown they're both Gator grads (laughs) and uh, we decided that Gainesville just where we wanted to retire so when the time comes we won't be leaving Gainesville.
0: Well, I love to hear that. I mean, uh, you know, we at Meldon Law feel the same way. You know, my son graduated from Gainesville High School. My daughter graduated from P.K. Young. Uh, my son's my law partner. Uh, someday my daughter may come back. We'll have to figure that one out. She's down in Miami, uh, you know, having a great time down there. But they do when they come up and visit here, they always go, Man, every time we come back to Gainesville, we kind of think maybe someday we could move back here.
3: They will. I think so. (laughs) They will. This this is a great community, very welcoming. And nowadays, uh, you have just about anything that you would want from a big city, you have here. I mean, uh, world-class sports, Florida Gators, world-class culture and arts at the UF uh, Performing Arts Center, as well as the Hippodrome Theater. Uh, we have great museums. Uh, we have wonderful outdoor and nature
0: activities. Why would you want to live anywhere else? Yeah, yeah. I want to give a plug, uh, you know, to uh, Dance Alive. They did a uh, incredible Nutcracker, uh, you know, sweet ballet uh, this past weekend. Uh, we, Meldon Law sponsored uh the Dance Alive Nutcracker performance, and uh, it was really cool. Have you ever seen the Nutcracker? I
3: I have, and that is a tradition here in Gainesville that I'm glad to see you're sponsoring. I'm glad to
0: see it going on. Yeah, I mean, they did it at the Phillips Theater. I mean, it was a sold-out crowd, and uh, you could see the eyes of the little kids there just uh, wide open. They were so uh, excited just to see all the sugar plum fairies dancing around and all that it, it was pretty cool so that's you know that's one of the things that does make um gainesville unique We're we're a big enough community so that we um have everything we really need uh and we, we're small enough so you might even know uh, your neighbor and you might know the person at the restaurant sitting next to you. That's right. (laughs) So let's talk about uh, the changes in banking over the past few years. Uh, What are some of the changes and trends that have occurred with, particularly with regard to credit unions versus banks?
3: Well, I I think from uh, uh, banks and credit unions, again, uh, from from a customer perspective, there's little to no difference. Uh, Credit unions are fully capable of providing every service uh, that you can find at a traditional commercial bank. I think the big difference certainly is, one, credit unions and ViStar are member-owned. As an owner of of an organization, you generally derive certain benefits, and and our members certainly do, with lower fees and better rates. Uh, but more importantly, uh, credit unions have the ability, and ViStar certainly uh, is an example, uh, have the ability to be much more customer-centric, much more member-centric uh, than organizations that, that have to respond more to uh, market pressures, stockholder pressures. We don't have that. Our, our, our focus is the member. And as such, the member receives uh, the best service Uh, That we can offer. Well,
0: that's uh, very important. It it, it was different at one time, where the banks didn't want the credit unions to be able to do all the stuff they do, and they fought them.
3: Is that right? That's right. Yeah, many years ago, uh, commercial lending, commercial banking, uh, was a little bit harder for credit unions to get involved in. Uh, But those those particular distinctions have been loosened uh, to the point that there's really no difference. Mm-hmm. Um, other than the fact that credit unions
0: do it better. Right. And, and you make the same, you know, if somebody needs um, a short-term loan, if they uh, have uh, a need, uh, Vistar uh, can provide loans for people, you know, so long as they're qualified. That is correct. I mean, credit unions and banks,
3: we all have the same uh, lending guidelines uh, that, that uh, we have to follow. And the reason for that is that you want to make sure you make prudent investment. A loan is an investment. You want to be prudent so that you're there tomorrow to
0: continue to serve the community. Right. Yeah. The worst thing that could happen is all the members put in money and then somehow, you know, a lot of loans go bad and you don't want that happening. That is correct. Uh, you know, because uh, that's, you know, the idea is to uh, loan money at a fair rate of interest and then... Take the interest and put it back into the operating expenses of the credit union or bank, and then it, with the credit union, uh, some of that what would uh, normally be profit is kind of put back into uh, the equation so that people get more favorable rates. That is that is correct. Well, we, we st-
3: use we use the profits to serve the community. To uh, we use the profits to give back to our members through lower rates and and low fees and better rates on deposits. Uh, And uh, we also use that to serve our members by expanding branches and adding branches and expanding our
0: footprint to better serve our members. How come uh, credit unions just don't become banks? Uh,
3: I think we would lose what makes us different. Uh, A bank is stockholder owned. Uh, In the simplest form, a credit union is a cooperative where a lot of people get together, they have something in common, they get together, and they create an organization that serves them, and that is what a credit union is. So we would lose that, uh, and our ability to provide uh, top-notch, world-class service to our members would be diluted as you um, have to respond to stockholder pressures.
0: Got it. Well, so for our viewers and listeners, uh, I think Gil makes some very important points, and, and that is that... Uh, when you're in a uh, stockholder-owned uh, bank, uh, there's uh, pressure from the stockholders to keep increasing, uh, make more profit and more profit and more profit, and what it can mean in certain circumstances is that you wind up paying higher interest rates, uh, your closing costs might be higher, there, there might be other um, fees that you incur that, whereas a uh, credit union may not uh, have that same pressure. So that's a good thing. Now, I know you've had a, a background in doing other things. Um, you were a financial analyst. Uh, tell us a little bit about what that's like.
3: Um, yeah, what I was actually was a, uh, a uh, bank examiner for the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation. That's what brought me to Gainesville, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, the FDIC uh, established an office here in Gainesville in 1980 uh, and they moved me from Jacksonville uh, and uh, we fell in love with Gainesville and four or five different career changes. Uh, I'm still here. Uh, I, I've done everything I can to stay in Gainesville. So uh, going back, yes, I was a bank examiner f- with FDIC and that's how I got uh, to learn so much about the, the financial services industry in the, in the country.
0: So, you got to see it from the other side. It's like, what, this is the, these are the rules, and we gotta figure out how to have everybody uh, follow the rules. Correct. Now, w- um, what happens when it's a close case? How do you, uh, who, who gets to input as far as whether to make a loan or not make a loan when it's right on the border?
3: Um, lending usually is managed by a credit committee, Uh, which you will have at a bank or a uh, credit union, Uh, the credit committee is entrusted to approve these loans based on established guidelines, what they call the credit policy, Um, and these guidelines are set up to provide the proper product and services to uh, the member, but also assure that sufficient safeguards are put in place to assure a reasonable certainty
0: that the loan will be repaid, so so you have to have um, make sure that the the rules are followed, uh, and then try to figure out how to present the case. Sometimes, do you ever go to a uh, someone that's applying for a loan and go back and give them some suggestions as far as how to improve the application? Um, what we what we try to
3: do is is let them know that. Um, our decision is also in their best interests. So if, uh, if we see that a loan has a higher than normal degree of risk of repayment, we explain that to the applicant. Mm-hmm. We, we explain this is what's happening with this and this is why this won't work and it's, it's not to your benefit to go down this path. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be careful what you tell an applicant to put in an application Mm-hmm. Because that is information they're providing you, and as a lawyer, you understand. Right. Um, but we do take the time to explain uh, why a loan application was rejected, mm-hmm. and why that is, so that that applicant can take the opportunity to improve their position to where the next time around
0: they'll be successful in getting credit. So, the, so you might say, well, there's you know a lot of. Uh, you know, credit card debt, and if you, re, re, you know, got that credit card debt down, uh, then, you know, your, your credit score is going to be better. You're going to be looked at more favorably. Uh, it doesn't look like you're, you know, living on short-term funds versus long-term investments and things like that. That,
3: that is correct, and, and Jeffrey, you bring up a, a really great point. One of the things that ViStar is very focused on is financial wellness, Uh, We offer our members all kinds of uh, materials and documentation and web access to ViStar University, um, financial wellness programs. We have a financial wellness center at Santa Fe College uh, where we teach students uh, how to better manage their money, how to understand credit, improving their credit report, uh, and we do that for our members. Our members can go onto our website and look for ViStar University and have access to all types of financial wellness and how to improve your financial condition. And, and you can you uh, help them with wealth
0: management as well? Absolutely, we have an investment division as well. Well, that's very important because as your funds grow, your strategies for investing those funds change. And uh, it sounds like Vistar uh, can be a one-stop shop for just about any of your financial needs. If, if it's financial, Vistar can manage it. Well, that's very good. Well, I want to thank Gil Levy for uh, joining us today on Meldon Law and Friends. Uh, It's been a great show. I've learned a lot. And uh, next week, we're going to be back on Meldon Law and Friends. Thank you for watching and listening.